the source of my strength, and you are the strength of my heart. You are the truth and the way, you are the light in the dark. You are the hope of the earth, you are the bright morning star, oh God. One thing I know, you are good.
thank you so much, Father, that we can just we can count on that in a world that changes constantly. We know, Lord, that you never change, God, but you are so good, and you, you were good yesterday, you're good today, you'll be good tomorrow and for eternity. We love you, Lord.
Everything that we are, everything that we have is from you, and it's because of you. God, we use the breath that you've given us, Lord, to praise you, to glorify your name this morning, because you deserve it above anyone else, above anything else, Lord. We worship you today with all that we have. So 
breath that you've given us to praise your name. Lord, we thank you for this time that we have together to worship you. God, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Wow, you did great. That was beautiful this morning. Really beautiful. So good to see you today. Um, My sidekick is down the hall doing an advertisement right now for Refuge for the kids that are moving up. And so I get to do the opening part here today. My name is Dennis, and uh, I'm here most Sundays. So good to see you. Uh, As you walked in, you got a folder, and on the inside there's a card. We always like you to take that, go ahead and put your name on it, 
On the back, you have a chance to respond to some things, like maybe you're thinking about getting baptized this summer or someone in your family is, and you can go ahead and check that off. There's a space on the back for prayer requests, and, and we take those seriously. You know, you, you give in your requests, we go ahead and take time to pray for those. So if you have any of those, feel free to do that as well. Um, we're going to go ahead and get right away to today's question. I'm just anxious to see how you all did with uh, what you've been thinking about and brewing on all week long. The question, so here's what we do and why we do this. Uh, sometimes you're in church and they do the stand up and say hi to the person next to you. And so, you know, you stand up and you go, hi, and then you're like, eh, now what? And, and you're just kind of, so what we do instead is let you stay seated instead of standing up. And we give you something to talk about, all right? So I know still, for some of you, your introvert skin falls off, lays on the floor. It's a minute, one whole minute of your life, and you're doing okay. Extroverts, they're like juiced, man. This is the best thing we do in the world. So, so we give you something to think about, something to talk about. And, and here's today's question. You have a minute to work on this. Last week, we gave you three hints about our Summer Dive series. We gave you three images that theoretically could help you to figure out what the series was all about. So you have one minute to take these three pictures and figure out what in the world they have anything to do with God, the Bible, or life. All right? So you take those and go ahead and give the person next to you uh, your theory on what you think we're going to be studying this summer. And by the way, we will let you know today. All right, so today this will finally be over. You won't be going through week after week of when in the world are they going to tell us this? Today's the day, so I'm starting the timer. Go. You will find out in about 17 minutes the answer to that question, okay? It's coming. Hey, I have a script. It's built into the script. I can't go and blow it now, so you'll have to wait. So last week, um, Kim and I have been talking for a while. You know, you, you did this really cool thing. Bunchy got together and said, we want to send you on, you know, your honeymoon after we did our little wedding here that Sunday and all that. And that was really cool, the first Sunday we were here. And believe it or not, life's been packed. And so we're finally, we finally got down to it. We're like, Memorial Day, we got to do this thing. So we're trying to figure out where we're going to go and whatever. And then at the last minute, we got a call from a friend that their mother had died and they wanted us to come do the funeral. Funeral's in St. Louis. So... Um, St. Louis is where ministry all kind of started for us. In fact, it was 25 years ago this week that we showed up. I was 27 years old. I used to be young. Showed up at this church of, like, I, you know, you've heard of mega churches. I like to call this a micro church. It was about 30 people on a really good Sunday. And, uh, we, and we showed up there with, uh, boy, Brian was drooling. He was all of six months old, little guy. I remember we handed him to the nursery worker and he messed all over him. It was fantastic. It was just a great way to get started. So anyway, um, we went back there and got to connect with friends that we've known for a long, long time. and got a few days of just kind of being quiet and eating breakfast and all that stuff. So hope your Memorial Day was good too. Uh, this is going to be one of those Sundays that you might have some questions of all the things we're going to talk about. So we give that opportunity to go ahead and tweet. If you're a tweeter, uh, hashtag SDMP. You include that in your tweet and you can get that. And you can also text. And I left off the paper airplane, but again, if you're technologically challenged or over 50, you can throw paper at us and we'll go ahead and answer the questions that you have. Because I suspect this week we, we might run into a few more detail questions than normal because we're going to talk about some of the things we're doing this summer. Uh, last time we were talking, uh, we talked about this idea of just being dared to move. Where are you in your spiritual journey? Where are you right now? When's the last time you actually saw some motion in your growth with God? Have you just been sitting stone cold in the same spot for a long time? 
Or are you actually seeing some growth taking place? We should all be growing. We, we refer to that passage in Colossians that talks about just as you have accepted, accepted Christ Jesus as the Lord of your life, there's not a period there. It says you must continue to follow him. And that implies that there's some work for us to do. Not that Christianity just happens to us, not that godliness just happens to us, or sanctification just happens to us, but there's actually some cooperation that we do with God's Spirit in order to see some growth take place, in order for those roots to grow down deep in Him, in order for our lives to be built on His firm foundation. So, and in order to have that thankfulness flowing from our lives, there are some steps we need to take. So a lot of you are thinking through different steps. You're thinking through health steps, for example. You've decided to go gluten free or you're doing something with your diet you're doing something with your exercise you're taking on running or or you know you're doing the whatever the latest uh thing is that you're doing to kill yourself there's something out there now it's not hit anymore they always got some nickname for it what is it yeah crossfit thank you that's it crossfit just sounds so i feel healthier just hearing the word so anyway you know you're doing these different things to get healthy there what what's the program you're taking on to get healthier spiritually what are you doing in order to see growth happen and we talked about the fact that that growth is supposed to be about growing to be more like jesus that's god's intention for you and for me so if you're looking for the the ruler am i more fit the ruler isn't to compare yourself to the heathen next to you and go, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Okay? The, the ruler is to compare yourself to Jesus and go, my goodness, I've got some growing to do. Uh, God wants to grow some things in me, and the ultimate goal is that he chose us to become like his son. So we're supposed to be coming more and more like Jesus all the time. Now, there's one piece that we just glazed through last time, and I want to land here just a little bit. Because we have a choice to either cooperate with the Spirit of God in our life, or to resist the Spirit of God in our life. To move along with the Spirit of God, or, or to ignore the Spirit of God. The last verse, Acts 7.51, is actually a verse that, that Stephen preached just before he was stoned to death. So this is not exactly a, a, a verse most pastors like to preach, because it leads to being killed. But anyway, he says, you stubborn people, you're heathen at heart and deaf to the truth. Must you forever resist the Holy Spirit? You see, you're not just resisting reading the Bible. You're not just resisting praying. You're not just resisting getting together with other believers. When we decide we're not going to grow, what we're doing is resisting the Holy Spirit. And we're resisting the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that leads to one of the first two. We either grieve the Holy Spirit or we quench the Holy Spirit. I had a friend, a roommate in college, my freshman year, and when he would get angry, his word, he wouldn't say, I'm mad at you. I'm frustrated with you. He'd say, I'm grieved. I'm, I don't know. There was something about him saying that word, I'm grieved. You could just, you could feel the heaviness of that. You could feel the weight. There's a sense in which when we decide to do the opposite of what the Spirit of God wants us to do, he carries within him a sense of grief over our disobedience. And, you know, Paul says we're to be avoiding that. We're to be avoiding causing a sense of grief to well up within the Holy Spirit. So when we actively resist the Holy Spirit, when we go against what he wants, we're causing him grief. The other side is we may sometimes, sometimes we actively resist by overtly sinning. Other times we passively resist. We passively resist by not doing what we should do. 
Sins of omission and commission, is that familiar to you? A sin of commission is something that you decide to do. You decide to go murder somebody. You decide to go steal. You decide to go do something. That's a sin of commission. A sin of omission is when God says you should do this, and you say, yeah, I just don't want to. And so you push it aside and say, I want nothing to do with that. Both are sins. Being passive doesn't mean you're not sinning. It just means that you're deciding not to actively resist the Spirit of God. You're passively resisting the Spirit of God. When we passively resist the Spirit of God, what we do is take a bucket of water and we pour it out on Him. And the Spirit's flame in our life is doused. It is quenched. It's a beautiful picture that's used by Paul, quenching the Holy Spirit. Because remember, the Holy Spirit throughout the Bible is depicted as a flame of fire. At Pentecost, the Spirit comes and lands on people's heads as a flame of fire. So what a beautiful picture to basically say what you're doing when you're choosing to not do what the Spirit wants you to do is taking a bucket of water and dousing the Spirit in your life. Now, with this whole issue of growth, we can either actively sin and say, I'm not going to do what God wants me to do. Or we can passive, I'm sorry, that wouldn't be active, that's the passive, I'm not going to do what God wants me to do. Or we can actively say, I'm going to do what God said I shouldn't do. We have both of those choices, and when we do that, we actually start limiting the potential for growth, spiritual growth in our lives. And I've seen this dynamic at play again and again and again. When a person is not growing, when they, when they just seem to be stuck, they're stagnant. And you start to investigate a little bit and you find out either actively or passively they're resisting the Spirit's work in their life. A lot of times passive resistance comes in in relational stuff. God put us in relationships. I mean, one of, one of my great questions, you all have your question when, I get to, when you get to heaven. My question is, so families, explain that. Why didn't you just have us birth like a bird, egg on the side of the road, and figure it out for ourselves? Because these family webs seem to, you know, dysfunction, all that fun stuff. Wouldn't it have been easier to just figure it out? Why did God want to use relationships of all things to help people grow? Why didn't he just let us all do it solo? Wouldn't life be better if we didn't have to actually cooperate and work with people and do all that stuff together? And it's in that area of relationship very often that people come to a place of active or passive resistance. And they say, I'm not growing beyond here. I hate her, and I'm not giving it up. And I love everybody else, but not her. And it's in that area that the Spirit says, fine, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over here and sit on a chair until you're ready to move. I'm going to wait until you're ready to move. And you're trying all kinds of other stuff. You're doing Bible reading programs. You're praying. You're doing all this stuff. And every once in a while, the Spirit of God says, how are you doing with that hate thing? Still hate her. All right. You just sit there. I'm over here. Because every time you do that, you're taking that bucket of water and you're throwing it on the Spirit. And you're saying, in this area, I refuse to grow. And God says, fine, you'll sit in the chair until you're ready to move. So, in part, we're looking at our lives right now and asking, what areas am I actively or passively resisting the Spirit of God? In what area am I just flatly saying, no matter what your assignment may be for me, I'm not doing it. Or I've decided what I'm going to do, and you're not going to tell me what to do. It is only when we finally get away from that and start actually cooperating with the Spirit that we'll start seeing that growth take place in our lives once again. So 
Your next step may be Bible reading. Your next step may be prayer. And you know what? Your hard next step may be this summer, you're going to finally figure out how to resolve that broken relationship. And you're going, oh man, just give me a Bible reading program. Why are you going to make me do that? But there's some area God wants to grow. So the question that we had you mulling two weeks ago, and we want you to continue to mull, is what's your next step? Where does God want to grow you? And where do you think God is pushing you a bit? And by the way, you'll probably find sometimes your place of growth in your area of greatest resistance. So whatever you're resisting, well, that's probably the thing God's saying, yeah, that's the thing we need to work on. The thing you keep pushing to the back shelf and saying, not today, that's the thing God is probably saying. You know, you got three months. June, July, August. Let's get started on this. Let's start seeing where this could actually go. Let's see what we could actually do with this. Now, you remember last time we talked about these, these growth steps that we take in terms of the, the grades of school. So kindergarten was your first step. That you actually have to enter into a relationship with God. You're not going to have spiritual growth at all if you're not in a relationship with God. So what are you going to do with Jesus? Are you going to finally commit to him, forgiver of the sin and leader of your life, or are you going to continue to try to do it on your own? If you don't finish kindergarten, you can't do the rest of the grades. So if this is your first step, you need to resolve the first step. Let's say you have. You move on to elementary school. Elementary school is about obedience and disciplines. It's about the teacher says, stand up, we stand up. The teacher says, don't stand up, you don't stand up. You're doing the things the teacher tells you to. You're also learning some basic disciplines that will take you through life, like, like math and handwriting and other things that you'll need for the rest of your days. <clears throat> so when you first become a believer, you're doing some early di- discipleship. You're learning how to open a Bible and read it consistently, talk to God a bit, meet with other believers. You're getting those practices and you're starting to look in the Bible and find out what God says you should do and what God says you shouldn't do. You move on to junior high and that's the era of emotional growth in the spiritual life where you realize, you know what, I'm getting these disciplines down, but, but my anger is still raging. I can't seem to get a handle on my anger or other emotions that we have. And so there comes a stage in our spiritual walk that God says it's time to start working on these emotions that you just refuse to put under the Spirit's control. You move into the high school stage, that's about relationships. And we learn how to play well with others in the family of God. And we learn that sometimes it's hard to play well with others in the family of God, right? A lot of people do the three years now. Been at this church three years, time to go to the next one. Boom, boom, boom. Keep moving. Because you know what happens? They come to three years, and that's the point that that relationship stuff starts to get real. First Sunday at every church is beautiful, right? Everybody seems so wonderful. These people are practically sinless. And then you get on a committee together, you know? And and you start to realize, oh, my word, they have junk too. Here's the thing we forget. We're bringing our junk everywhere we go. And so about three years in, your junk starts to show. And it starts to have effect. And the question is, are you going to see it through to year four and year five? You know, we have some people sitting here that have done this place for 15 going on 20 years. They plowed through their junk. They ran a marathon instead of a series of sprints. Are you going to finally run a marathon relationally instead of a series of sprints? Are you actually going to marry other people in the kingdom of God? Are you going to just keep flirting and dating? Because that's what a lot of us are doing in the kingdom of God. We're flirting and dating instead of committing and really growing into each other's lives. Now, I got news for you. When you do that, you learn other people's uglies. Kim's learned all my uglies in 30 years. Believe me, my breath don't smell like roses when I wake up. And that's the least of my problems, you know? 
Relational growth, are you willing to do it? College, college is about growing in knowledge. Do you know anything more about God than you did the first day you were, became a Christian? You should. And you should know more, not just through what I say, but through picking up the fork and eating for yourself. Learning for yourself, reading for yourself, studying for yourself. We believe in something called the perspicuity of Scripture. That means that anybody and everybody can read the Bible and understand it. Okay? I know. Confusing word that basically says it's easy. All right? But here's the thing that that means. It doesn't mean that anybody can read the Bible and just understand it automatically. It means any person can study to show themselves approved unto God. Any person can do the hard work of understanding what the Word of God has to say. You don't have to depend on the priest for it. You don't have to depend on the pastor for it. You can pick up the Bible and understand it. But it's hard work. And you can do the hard work. Are you willing to go to college? Graduate school we said, was when you specialize. When you start realizing the purpose for which you were created. And really engage the purpose for which God placed you on this earth. And then there's lifelong learning. And that's my favorite. I'll learn everything I thought I knew. This is the, st- I mean, don't you love it? You think you finally got it figured out. And then God says, we're going to take the whole bucket. We're going to throw it on the floor. And you're going to learn all over that all the things you thought you understood, you really don't understand. And so issues like trust, you think you trust God until something bad happens. You're like, I don't understand why you're doing this. And God says, okay, this is where the trust test comes in. You know, it's easy to trust when you don't have any questions. It's another thing to trust when life's a mess. This is where you learn humility. Not the full humility that says, oh, thank you very much, and inside you're glowing, but when you're really willing to be humble enough to bend down and wash somebody else's feet instead of saying, when are you going to do mine? And so we start unlearning some things that have been part of our lives, and we start to really learn what it means to grow with God all the way up to our final breath, where we actually die a death that reflects beautifully the life and death of Jesus within us. This is the growth that God wants to take us on. I have something, in in my prayer life, I have several things that that I read and pray almost every time I I pray. Uh, I like the rhythm of it. It helps, it sinks in. And And I'll read or pray that for a season, and then I might include something else, and some things just stay there all the time. So I was reading and praying this one this past week, and at the end, these are the words you read. Our only desire and our one choice should be this. I want... And I choose what better leads to God deepening his life in me. Man, if you could make that your life goal. I mean, you start, if you take that as your evaluation, you just start walking through life and saying, I want and I choose what will lead to God deepening his life in me. This is going to impact what you watch on TV. It's going to impact the way you have conversations. Honestly, it's going to impact the things that go in your mouth. It's going gonna, it's gonna to impact everything when you start saying, I want and I need the things that deepen God's life in me. And I love the way this says it. There are a lot of people that want what deepens God's life in them. I want it. But they don't choose it. They just want it. I want and I choose. I do the hard work of saying, I don't just want to look more like Jesus. I choose to look more like Jesus, and I'm going to do some things that lead to looking more like Jesus. So the question is, in your next step, do you want and choose what better leads to God's deepening his life in you? 
During communion, we're going to have that phrase on the screen. And that's what we're going to focus on for those four minutes as we're taking the bread and the cup today. And we're just asking ourselves, where am I really? I may wa- Maybe you don't want it. Maybe you don't want what leads to the deepening of God's life in you. You've got to work on that, right? But maybe you've been saying for years, I want it. But every time you're offered an opportunity, you go, yeah, not so much. Do you want and choose what leads to God's deepening his life in us? So, next step. What's your next step? You came in today, you were handed a brilliant, beautiful folder. If you don't have one of these, you will need it for this part of the service. And so Blake is sitting up front. He's going to stand right now. And if you don't have one of these folders, put your hand in the air, and Blake will make sure you... There are only 25, so hopefully, you know, we'll get through this, but go ahead and get one of those to anybody that needs it. This is a menu of options that you can choose this summer in order to see some growth take place. So I'm not going to literally walk through each of them. You can read, and that's good. And if you can't, somebody in your life can, I'm sure. And they'll read it to you. But um, I want to walk through some of the ways that this fits with our kindergarten to lifelong learning experiences. Before we go there, though, let's get the pain over. So this picture, for me, is about something that is abstract. I can tell what it is, but I don't know what it is. I can kind of see it, but it's kind of confusing. It's beautiful, but I wouldn't know where in the world it is in the world. It's abstract. It's kind of nebulous. It's kind of there, okay? The next hint, the chubby little dude. What's his name? Squishy. I did not know that. You see, my my cartoons ended at Beauty and the Beast, 1992, that was the end of it for me. I've not done any ever since. So, so I'm looking for Squishy on the internet, Google Squishy, and this guy comes up. I'm like, okay, Squishy. So our subject is Squishy. When I think Squishy, I think there are no handles. You're, you're trying to get your hands, your arms. It's just not, there's, there's no handle on this thing. And it, so it's one of those topics that's just kind of Squishy and it's nebulous and it's, and it's abstract. And then we have this. Muddy boots. Muddy boots. What in the world do all these three have in common? Did any of you come up with a great guess? Should we wait another week? No, I won't do that. We're going to spend a summer on the soul. This summer, we're going to talk about what your soul is all about. What is a soul? And what do you do with your soul? Do you see how it's kind of nebulous? Kind of abstract? Your soul, kind of squishy. I know you're thinking your body is squishy. No, your, your soul is really squishy. It's abstract. And of course, this, the shoes, soles, dirty soles, dirty feet, because a lot of times our souls are kind of dirty. They're kind of messed up. So we're going to be spending a summer just trying to understand better what our soul is all about. You know, you hear the word a lot in life these days, materialism. And for a lot of people, they think of materialism in terms of owning things. That is not what philosophical materialism was really all about. Philosophical materialism says what I can see and what I can feel is what exists and nothing else is. What's here, this, this is real because I can see it and I can feel it. But whatever this is right here, what is that? I don't know what, is there something there? I don't know. This isn't, this is. So as a human being, what's real with you? This part. But what's going on on the inside? You see, as Christians, we're not materialists. We believe in more than just this thing. 
Now, we believe this is important. We believe this house is important. But, you know, just this past week at that funeral, here's my friend's house laying in a casket. But their soul was far gone. The real them was gone. Not there anymore. So we're going to spend a summer talking about our souls. What a soul is. How a soul works. And then some exercises. Every week we'll give you an exercise that will help you to get your soul in shape. And it won't involve burpees or any sort of running. So, yay, right? Woo! It'll, it'll, be, it'll be really easy, like 30 minutes of silence. You'll love it. So anyway, now here's, here's the schedule of topics. And I also have a schedule of some speakers. Because you're not going to be hearing from my voice a lot during the middle. This is going to be the summer of the coach, the kid, and the computer geek. All right? So here's what we're going to do. I need this summer to uh, recalibrate a little bit. We've had a long grind here, getting to this point. And so I've got some personal recalibrating to do, as well as some church recalibrating. We've got some systems that we've got to get in place that you can't get in place when you're spending 20 hours on a sermon and doing this part. So you're going to be hearing from some other voices. You see the topics and the dates, and then you see the people. John Beaker will be doing some speaking. He's not the kid. He's the geek. All right? (laughs) Jason Aubrey's the coach, football coach, track coach, and the kid is mine. So you know I'll be here those two Sundays for sure. I, I can't wait. I'll be here a lot of these Sundays, and I hope you will be too. I don't know what it is. There's this nasty habit in churches these days. My mother-in-law. I'm sitting with my mother-in-law. She found out the children's pastor was going to be speaking, and she's like, oh, I'm not going to go to church today because, you know, the pastor's not speaking. She did, ultimately, because she loves God. And I hope you'll do the same, right? <laughs> so don't do this. Oh, good, Dennis is gone for six weeks. We can, we can lay, eat late breakfast. No, come on. I want to see you support these guys because this is going to help them to do some growing, and to take some of their next steps, too. And it's a lot easier to make, take your next steps when there's a crowd cheering, as opposed to, it's really hard to speak to those five things right there. Empty chairs. So, I hope you'll be here. These are the topics that we'll be covering as we go through that. Uh, we'll also be using this supplementary to, uh, book, John Orberg's Soul Keeping. If you're looking for the college-level growth, grab this book and read it. Here's what we're not going to do this summer. We're not going to assign the chapters and say we're doing it this way, this way. See, some of you, you get a book like this and you got this thing done in 30 minutes. And we say we're going to do it a chapter at a time and you're just frustrated as all get out. Oh, I hate when they do that to me. And others of you, if we say we're going to do a chapter a week, you're like, I like to do a word a week. And so <clears throat> your own pace, your own pace, it's supplementary. But if you look in, in the folder, you'll see there's also going to be a group going on for six weeks that'll watch the DVDs that go along with this so you'll get some teaching from John Ortberg and work on the sole assignment that we're doing together and just talk about the topic. So those are some ways that you could grow at that college level to go ahead and learn more deeply than just what we talk about on Sundays about the soul. Open up that folder because now I just want you to see all the different opportunities. Some of them are just plain, let's go have fun together. Sometimes we don't do that. We're real driven and, you know, we got we to do this, we got to do that, we got to get to work, we got to do all these things. Well, one of them is as simple as June 14th, we're all going to cram into Culver's. 
I love when we do this. You know, when we all show up at a restaurant and, and the poor manager is going, this is great, this is horrible. It's just, it's so fun to do this to them. So anyway, uh, we're just going to have one of those days that we're going to go and hang out together. And you'll see a few of those throughout, that we're just having a day of spending some time together. One, part of the way this is designed this year is to just have a one-time event. You're showing up for this and it's done. And it's a chance to say, hi, my name is, get a name, maybe have a little bit deeper conversation and make a connection. We want to make sure that you have the chance to do some connections along the way as we work through this summer. Having said that, there's some other times we have three different prayer events where we're just going to sit together and do some different praying. One of them is going to be praying around the grounds. One of them is toward the beginning of school. One will be praying for our students and teachers as they go back to school. So we have some prayer events in there. You see those. Some of them are just plain wild and fun. Like there's going to be a summer artist painting class. I'm going to that. I ain't never painted in my life except a wall. So this is going to be fun to just have somebody hand me a stick and say, let's, let's see what ha- what's in there. And we're going, to, we're going to discover Picasso because I promise you, I'm not going to do anything that makes any sense. But, you know, why not grab some of these? And then there's some, there's some serving opportunities too. We're actually going to be doing some things that lead toward Christmas when we're going to do a, a community serve at Christmas time. So you got some serving opportunities in there. One night, uh, the ladies are going to get a kick out of August 8th, a style swap. Where you're basically, instead of just sending your stuff off to Goodwill, you're all coming, bringing your Goodwill stuff together, and, you know, it never fails. Somebody, can, I'm, I'm describing this really badly, right? I said Goodwill, and everybody's going, eh. But anyway, talk to Shelly. She'll tell you. It's pretty cool. Cake decorating night. A lot of different opportunities, bike rides, just chances to have fun and interact with each other. Because that's part of, part of where we are right now. We, we had a whole bunch of new people walk in after we moved in. And you're still in that mode of, these people look familiar, but I don't know three names. And so this gives us a chance to relationally connect. Gives us a chance to really do some of that stuff. Now there's one other thing. Actually, if you look at the front of the folder. Hold on, I'm just checking something here. If you look at the front of the folder, it gives you three dares to move. So one of them is, attend at least one of the events in this thing. Everybody needs to do at least one. Some of you, every time journey group time comes around, you go, that's nice for them. No. This is your chance. Do at least one of these. It's a one time. It's not even like weeks. Or one time. Do one of these. The second one. Let me do the third one. Read, uh, read Soul Keeping by John Orpert. So get on Amazon. Order that thing. Read it. Get some mind growth going. Okay? College growth. There you go. The middle one is join a version Bible reading group. And... We are going to demonstrate this to you, and I have really taken up time this morning. So, um, if you go to Bible.com, it's really, I mean, you want to go ahead and pull up at least what we have there so that they can see it. <clears throat> Bible.com is a great place to access all kinds of different versions of the Bible. But one of the things that you can do in accessing uh, Bible.com, go to the one that's my homepage. So, in Bible.com, you can have friends. Just like Facebook and the other, you can have friends. And here's what we, I, we really like about this program. So, you can see the activity of some of the other people in my life. So, Nate and Mary Stroman are both Bible plan reading maniacs. I mean, every time you turn around, they're completing another Bible reading plan. This, this uh, website has all kinds of different plans. Some of them are year-long plans. But others are like, I can read about something for four days. 
You know, just, just do a topic and, and go ahead and have that done. So I've been watching Nate's because Nate just is like, he's rapid firing through these. And one of them was a, a Bible reading plan on prayer. I had no idea they had it. So I grabbed it. It's a 14-day plan. Now I'm starting that. But here's the other thing. As you look at this, you can see on their names, there's a little heart for liking what they're doing. And there's a place that you can comment on what they're doing. So you get the chance to throw each other some encouragement along the way. I love this because now it provides the accountability of I know other people are looking, but it's also every once in a while to have somebody cheer, to have somebody say, good job. And so what you do, we have a, we have a group in here called Southfield Church. If you go to the, the group section, and you'll, you'll have to investigate a bit. You go to the group section and you'll find Southfield Church, or you can go to me and see my friends any way you want to do it. Find friends, two or three, several, whatever. Go ahead and team up with them and just start doing some reading. We're not going to have a one prescribed reading plan. Because here's again what happens. If we say we're going to do this reading plan for the next year, some of you just automatically say, I couldn't do anything for a year. I'm not going to do it. Others of you say, we're going to do a series of three-day plans. Nope, I like the year plan. I'm not going to do it. So you do your plan but you're encouraging each other along the way in doing the plans that you're doing, all right? So that's Bible.com. Go on and just investigate, uh, and you can find some friends and do that. (sighs) That's a lot of stuff. I'm out of breath. Wow. So there's all kinds of things that you can get involved with in this coming year, and I hope that you'll do it. In fact, one of them involves a picnic. picnic. I believe it's this coming Saturday. Do I have the right, right day? From uh, 10 to 2, Southfield kids are doing their, their picnic together over at Shanahan Park. So if you have a Southfield kid, you've already gotten a, a flyer for that. But a, a great chance to just to get together. We want to do a lot of connecting this year, a lot of that, this summer, a lot of that relationship stuff. And see that from Memorial Day to Labor Day, we actually see that some more genuine relationships and closer friendships are growing out of that as well as spending some time to stimulate our minds, learn about a topic that we don't really think about all the time, our souls, and really see ourselves by the end of this three-month period look a little bit more like Jesus than we do right now. Let's pray together. Now, Father in heaven, we're grateful that you give us the chance to grow. We want to grow. We want to be like Jesus. But we don't always choose to grow. We don't always choose to be like Jesus. And so here we have this menu in front of us, God. All these options of ways that some of them just get a toe in the water. Others dive into the deep end of the pool. But ways that we can see some growth happen in our lives this summer. And God, I pray that we would take it on, embrace it. Not just wait for ourselves to be super zapped into spirituality but to actually intentionally move forward in growth. And I pray that by the end of this summer, we can see areas that if we've been grieving the Spirit or quenching the Spirit, we've been resisting the Spirit and we pull back on that resistance, we actually start to see cooperation happening with your Spirit once again. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So as I said for communion this morning, that that phrase will be on the screen. And we'll just have instrumental music playing. And I'd like you to go ahead and focus on that phrase. Maybe for you, you're going to be praying, God, I want to grow. I want to do the things that grow, that grow you in me. 
Maybe you're coming to that realization. I've wanted it for years, but I, I keep resisting choosing growth. In whatever area God might be speaking to you today, allow these words to penetrate your heart. Our servers will be coming in a moment, and they'll pass a tray to you, bread in the middle, cup on each side. Go ahead and take one of each. And after you've spent some time in thoughtful reflection, go ahead and take communion.
So I need to get one thing in quick before Brian gives us some other announcements. Um, we will be sending out instructions on the U version, how to, how to friend, how to get involved in that, and some of the other summer opportunities. So the basic thing is, right now, that card you have, if you do not yet receive church emails and you want them, it's important to put your name and your email on a card and just let us know, hey, we want, I want to receive church emails because we're going to be sending out a lot of instruction to you this week in terms of following up on the next steps, okay? Go ahead. All right, so we've got a couple of big changes next week. Again, our service times change to 9 and 10.30, so make sure that you show up at 9 um, because, again, we don't want you to miss. Um, it will also, just in case you forget, we'll send an email, but we just keep pounding that away. I've been telling you for eight weeks, 9 and 10.30, so look forward to seeing you there. Uh, the second big change, when you walk in next week and you receive your folder, there actually won't be an envelope for offering on the inside. Instead, uh, we are asking that you just place your offering straight into the basket. Now, if you prefer to have the envelope for privacy reasons, they'll be on the tables as you walk in on the side tables, so you can feel free to grab one. You can also, if you like to designate money towards, you know, some towards the building and then some towards your, your regular uh, general tithe, you can designate that on uh, your memo section, on your check. Um, but if you still, again, if it's easier for you to just grab one of the envelopes, you can do that. You can also grab a stack for yourself, just like you grab a checking deposit slips at BMO, uh, you can grab a stack for yourself so you can have them at home. Now, there are two instances where you absolutely need to use the envelopes. That's if you're a cash person and you want to claim that on your taxes, need to grab an envelope so we have your name and so we can keep track of it that way. Uh, but also, if you send in your offering by mail, it doesn't work if you just write the check and stick it in the mail. So, well, we encourage you to, again, grab those stacks of envelopes um, if you prefer to do that. But if not, nice and easy, just throw it in the, throw it in the offering from now on. Um, we also have a couple of exciting things going on offering. with students. Again, um, this week we Brian, graduate... Brian, flex offering. Huh? Oh, our offering will come now. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Good job. <clears throat> you yep. go. <clears throat> or you can just, again, stick a check in the mail. No. Uh, I know. So we've got a couple of cool things going on with students. Uh, the first is Green Lake. So this is at the end of June. It's a trip from June 21 to 26. Again, if I've been getting a lot of registrations, it's going to be an awesome trip. Um, and the, the actual the deadline, the pre-registration rate um, was set for today, or technically tomorrow, but we're going to extend that a week. So again, if you didn't get your thing in this week, it's still just keep it at the normal, the 125. And if money is the reason that you are not able to go or send it, uh, please come talk to me. Because, you know, we've had some awesome, um, generous people come and, and they really want to see kids go to camp and, and uh, they want to serve in that way. So we have that available. Also, we are finally, I finally have Omega registration out. Um, so on your way out in between the double doors, if you look to your right, there's a stack of registration forms there. If you forget to grab one, both Green Lake and Omega, the registration forms are online. Omega is for our high schoolers. Green Lake is for junior high and high school. Uh, but again, both great things, both things we're, we're really looking forward to. We also, the, the last little thing here, we've got our graduation for our 8th graders this Wednesday. Uh, we've got our uh, seniors heading off next week. So we 
uh, are going to be bringing up our summer schedule, our time change and everything, starting next week. So not this Wednesday, parents. Uh, Again, all of this, we'll we'll hand it to the kids. It'll be online. So be on the lookout for the things that we're doing because, again, it's going to be an exciting summer um, full of really cool stuff. So, yeah. Good deal. Thanks. We burned through time this morning. And so... uh... And I tell you what, we have we have two questions here that could actually uh, easily be their own sermons. So it looks like we could spend some time on relationships. You you said how important relationships are, but what happens if you give and give in a relationship but never receive? What happens when you finally have nothing left to give? Which brings me back to my question: Why did not God just let us be laid as an egg on the side of the road? Because uh, yeah, and how do we grow? If the person that had, we had issues with dies before we've had a chance to resolve the issue. Um, <clears throat> so what I'm going to need to do on these, because we are out of time, I'll answer them as much as I can in writing this week uh, on the blog. So that's Dennis Papp or Dennis M. Papp, whichever, dot com, and you got it. And we'll also send a link to that uh, in the email so you get that both ways. So be watching your email this week for all kinds of chances to connect. Already during church, a couple of people went ahead and uh, sent a friend request to me for you version. So if you're looking for the friends, yeah, that we like that part. That's cool. So if you're looking for friends, other people to connect with, if you go to mine and looked in the friends list, you'll see about uh, 20 people from church that you're able to go ahead and pick through and, and get some of those relationships going. This isn't like Facebook. You're not looking to get 695 close friends. You're looking at a few people that you know, that you know, that they'll, they know you, you know them, and you can start making that connection and just having that informal co- accountability along the way, okay? Why don't you go ahead and stand up? I'm so grateful you were here today, spent your time with us. What were you going to do anyway, right? It's only like 40 degrees out and really disgusting. So you came into this nice warm house and shared time with other people uh, who love God as well. I'm going to pray and we're going to be on our way. Now, Father God, today as we go throughout our week... Uh, Our tendency is to want to pray that you'll keep us safe, that you'll protect us, and there's nothing wrong with that. But God, I pray that you'd make us a little dangerous. I pray that you'd make us dangerous for your kingdom's sake to do some things that really rock our world. And I pray that we would take the time to look in our own lives and say, where am I not choosing to grow? I want it, but where am I not making the choices that are going to see that growth taking place? We love you and thank you so much for dying for us, Jesus, to give us eternal life and to make us more and more like you every day. In Jesus' name, we always pray. Amen. Say hi to someone on the way out. Great to see you today. So